We all have a to-do list. Here's an idea. Put save hundreds of dollars on car insurance on your to-do list. And the good thing is you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to Geico.com. In just 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. This company, Geico, who's been with Spikes Car Radio for the longest time, has been offering great rates and great service for over 75 years. And anytime you need help, you can speak to one of their trained specialists 24-7. The company is Geico. Go to Geico.com. It may be the most rewarding thing you do today. Now, Podcast One brings you Spikes Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Spikes Car Radio. How are you this morning? Good show for you today. Good show. We have uh, comedian Russell Peters, the most famous guy you don't know. Except everybody I've told who's going to be on the show goes, yeah, Russell Peters, a very big uh, comedian. He's got a new special on Amazon called Deported. Um, It's up there now on Amazon Prime. Check it out. It's hilarious. He recorded it in Bombay, and uh, he is like us. He likes uh, cars, and he likes watches. And uh, he'll be here in a minute. Right now, I'm here with Mr. Zuckerman, who's, what what is that? He likes money, too. He likes money? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you think? Okay, do I think? You like money? You always seem to just wrestle the show. You grab it by the neck and just say these strange things. And well, what else am likes I supposed money? to do? Yeah, everybody likes money. I know you like money. That really is your biggest motivation is money, right? Wouldn't you say? Hmm. Maybe. <laughs> money and murder. Money <laughs> motivates. Dogs are motivated by food. Men are yeah. motivated by money. They are? Yes. I find relief in money. I don't know that it motivates me solely. I, I get I'm more excited about the creative, like making things. But I like I, that too. Yeah. <laughs> I like that what too. do you do that's creative, Zuckerman? You know what I do that's creative. What? Okay. I've got my You little... find creative uh, legal solutions? Well, first of all, that is very creative. Second of all, I'm I'm actually working at a mental hospital, basically, so you know that. So my mind is always challenged That's your law firm. At, by the insanity of everything that is you, around me. Yes, you and, do come up with creative solutions to talk to crazy people. And I, also, and but I have creative projects, you know that. This is one of them, Ferriston. Oh, yes. But, but also, I've got the Outlaw Archive. That's right. And uh, and that is now branched from motorcycle clubs to uh, L.A. gangsters uh, from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Chris when are you guys going to start selling drugs? Well, how do you know <laughs> just I don't? Become the, and become do, the motorcycle gang. How do you know I don't? <laughs> What do you want? <clears throat> have the Hell's Angels laid off you guys yet? Uh, okay, for a second they have, but I, they won't for long because we're going to put out a zine called Out Bad. Well, yeah, and what I, does that mean? Well, there are when a, when a guy is kicked out of the club and he's out bad, like the other yeah. members are mm-hmm. not supposed to associate with him. There are there's like a little security file with a mugshot that gets sent out that says you know, it shows the guy's picture and then it shows then there's like a little reason why he's out bad for lack of participation p e r t i s p a t o n participation 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 I'm so impressed with their organization and the way they disseminate information. Yes, by fax machine. <laughs> and, uh, but and they're so- good. You wouldn't expect these motorcycle gangs to be this organized. Wow. I'm not joking. I'm not being facetious that they have an organizational structure and they have rules and they follow them. 
Well, yeah, they do, but they do and don't. Out bad. I out feel bad. out bad from society. So we, I don't know. We ended up somehow with, I don't know, a couple hundred of these out bad flyers from one of our contacts. <laughs> and it, it's so very, it lists the guy and what he did wrong. Yes, and, and, and his mug shots, his internal mug shots. Now, if you're in the Hells Angels and you see that guy, I'm, I say I'm out bad. What you are you can't supposed, talk to him. You just can't talk? Can't so, associate with him. So can't you, tell him anything. So the Hells Angels are mean-girling other members. And sometimes, <laughs> you know. They, just, I'm not going to talk to you. Yes, and then sometimes they make them cover up their tattoos or they, in the old right. days, maybe cut them off. But maybe today you just got to put black all over them. Can you go from out bad to in bad? Is there a way to get back in? <laughs> Stomp a guy? Yeah. I don't know if, if anybody's ever been back in, but you can be out. You can be out okay and get back in. I would but, think, you know, in this day and age of everybody wanting publicity, the Hells Angels the, the, would be thrilled with all of this. I don't know. They're not really all that happy about it. Um, <clears throat> really? Yes, really. So there's a chance they might pull you into an alley and beat the crap out of you? <laughs> why are you so happy? What, what is that? Why would I why be would happy that, if the Hells Angels stomped beat, and beat you? Why would, you why would be would, happy if that happened. Why would, I mean, really, you would have an out-of-body experience and watch yourself get beat up and enjoy it because we like stuff like that. <laughs> we like it when it happens to other people. I don't like it when it happens to me. No, not. Um you know, we've been meaning to tell the story of your BMW, oh, God. and I love this oh, story. God, and it's, it's so, so wonderful. It's good. I like it. It's a really, ho- it's a real Hollywood moment story. Um, the BMW community might be a little upset with it, but I'm I, upset about it. But I believe the rap community <laughs> will get behind it. Why don't you tell us what the car was that you had and it, where, where you got it? It was that place in Ohio, right? Right, EAG. And I right. haven't told him this yet. But Eric's going really to really fall apart. E- EAD. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so, anyway, I had this '88 BMW M3, probably one of the lowest mileage M3s in the world. I got it with eight thousand miles wow. on it. One owner. And it was, this was the black one. It was no alpine white with the with the red, like the cardinal red interior. Mm-hmm. A very unusual color combination, maybe the best color combination out there. And I had paid Eric a pretty penny for that car, <laughs> right? Um, and it was worth it. It was just a wonderful, out of the wrapper, great example of that car. It was so clean. A preservation classic, in essence. Perfection. Perfection. Right. Like, you know, don't fuck with this car. And For so, us to use and waste. Yes. And so <laughs> along the way, uh, my partner, Bo, uh, in the <clears throat> Outlaw Archive, mm-hmm. um, you've, you've, he's been on the show. He happens to know one of Travis Scott's management people. The hip-hop guy. The hip-hop guy. Yes. Now, I don't really know who he is. I do. My you, kids know him. My kids know him as well. I listen to the music. Yes, and and he's a stylish guy. He's got a lot of shit going on. Anyway, uh, apparently, he wanted an M3. He collects <laughs> cars. <laughs> Mr. Sicko mode. And he uh, wants an M3. He right? wants an M3. Okay. And, and so Bo says... Can I take the M3 up to where he's staying with that other famous gal that he's got a baby with? What's her Is name? Is that Cardi B? No, 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 no. It's the it's uh, the Jenner girl. <clears throat> the what? The Jenner girl. Oh, oh right. Kylie Jenner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, One of those? Yeah, so, so he okay. has to take the car up there, and I think he's telling me he's got to sign an NDA to get into 
the premises, yes, yes. Uh, just to, you know about what he sees with her, right? Um, to stop this from happening, yes, exactly. <laughs> you and I chatting about. Well, it. you know, it, I can it's tell fine. a story about my car. He says that before he got there, he saw like five pink Rolls Royce SUVs. That's Kylie and her entourage entering. The premises. It's like Planet Mars up there, right? <laughs> it makes no sense. Like, why would you have five Mary Kay colored fucking uh, SUV Rolls Royce? Because you have a billion dollars. I guess so. So anyway, to do. So I guess that Travis comes and he looks at the car. Okay. And and Bo says, "Oh, you know, here's the car." And then he says, "I want it in two seconds." And and. And then Bo says, "Are you? You know, it's a great car. You want to drive it?" He says, "Oh, I can't drive stick." And, right. and uh, he first just, clue, first clue that something is amiss. So Bo calls me up <laughs> and says, look, do you want to sell it? And I'm really on the fence about it because I do love this car. It's a great example. But I, I love a, money. I love money, too. <laughs> so back, right? to, back Joe, to the Joe Kennedy. You yeah. and I both live by the Joe Kennedy yes. principle. Yes. If someone puts some money in your hand, close your hand. Yes. And so... I gave a number. I gave not only what I bought it for, but I added a considerable amount on top of for it. For a car that's not for sale. For Yes. That was the bias premium for the not for sale I car. totally agree with this. And then the, the response was, okay, do you take cash? <laughs> oh, yeah, I take cash. Why the fuck not do I take cash? I like cash, <clears throat> This right? is over $100,000, right? It's over $200,000. Oh, okay. All right. It's over $200,000. Right, and do you take cash? I take cash. Yeah. So, right. yeah, Okay. You don't stop at that moment because I know folks are thinking about this at home going, well, how do I, you know, do, can I walk into a bank with 200 grand? I can. Maybe I, you and can. And I just have to report it. Right. Anything over $10,000, they make you say, what is this for? And generally, what do you answer when the bank asks you questions about your money? Well, <laughs> what do you say? I, I'm going to shove it up my ass. I, I don't know. I mean, do I really have to? Do, I mean, I, I do have to say that. You have, don't disclose. You've gotten to the point where that bank teller says, I need to write something down. What are you going to do with this money, right? I like cash. Uh, you know, and buy you food. Say, and you said once, I'm going to wipe my ass with yes, it. Yes, because, because they called me and they said to me, well, they, they said. But no, you're proving the point. Like, these bank tellers don't have a right to violate your privacy, right? right? Cash is not illegal. So when they call you up and they, they say. They make you feel they that way. They say that, you know, since since you, 9-11, you, they, they have to know their customer. They ask, they have to ask me. I said, do I have to tell? They said, no, we just have to ask. I said, write down that I wipe my ass with the money. <laughs> and, and Now, does it, does it go the other way? Like, where did you get this money? They're going to they're they, ask you they that, too, right? They sometimes do ask that, but. I do have, you know, a pretty robust relationship right. with my bank, and it wouldn't be the first time. Like I, I have know had, it's you. I'm just saying other yeah, folks other listening. Other folks are going to have some questions to answer about right. the money. Um, a but lot you of can money. say... Like if you walk in the bank with a quarter of a million dollars in cash, you know, and and you know, you better you better be prepared to answer. Fortunately, I have CFOs and and, and you know right. that kind of a thing. But yes, it's a, it's unusual because would, it because it would trigger a money laundering right. They want to make sure. Kind. Yes, right. they want to. Yes, because let's say you have three dollars in your bank account and you don't report <laughs> anything on your, your your on your tax returns, right. and all of a sudden you have a quarter of a million. And imagine if you were in a 
little town. The cops don't like you. They pull you over. You have, you know, $250,000 in cash in your trunk. And they just say, we're going to seize this money. Yeah, because yeah. we don't. You can't prove how you got it. Yeah, right? well, you could. You could say Fetty yeah, Wap seizure, or police whatever his name is. Seizure laws is something that really bothers me because it's not criminal. Right. It's not, it's not beyond a reasonable doubt. You, you it, they can just take your shit. But we digress. Okay. Anyway, there we go. So, so then <clears throat> we get this. Um, so I said, okay, I take cash. Now, uh, mind you, I really would have preferred a wire, but okay, I'm going to take it. Listen, it, it, Joe Kennedy's rule, somebody's willing to give you <laughs> way more money than you're entitled to for something. You just take however Grab it you. now. Grab it. It's not going to so be there. So Bo says, okay, I'm going to come down. I, I'm going to bring the guy with the money. And so he's got a he's got a separate money guy. He's got a money guy. Right. And so you, so Bo and the money guy well, are going to come down, down and they're the going to get the title. And, you, and he left the car there. Yeah, he left the car. I said, leave the car there. Okay. okay, I don't need to see the car again. At that point, I don't want to see it again. Right. And he brings this guy. What the fuck was his name of the guy? He brings this guy Ramses, right? <laughs> Which is, like, I'm thinking, like, Ramses. The Egyptian. It, it was just a white guy. So oh. I don't know if they just called if, Does that mean he was like Domino. a you know, common, you know, condom carrier? I don't know. <laughs> Ramses is coming with this box. And I'm looking at the box, which is pretty big. And and then I look in there. It's all fucking 20s, Ferris. Oh, boy. I mean, I've never seen so many 20s in my life. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't want all these 20s. What, what was wrong with the hundreds? <laughs> don't these guys just have hundreds? What am I going to do with all these 20s? It's a suitcase full of 20s? It was a giant cardboard banker's box Got it. full of 20s. Do you know what counting that kind of money in 20s is like, even with a money that? counter? We had a money counter. It was funny because, remember, I had gotten as a joke gift for my birthday a Ben Baller money counter from <laughs> Bo. He gave yes. it to me. It was this, like, you know, plastic but gold-colored plastic money counter that really works and it really works the ben bowler money counter and he had to run that thing for like five fucking hours running wow. 20s through there wow yes and was it exactly right yes <clears throat> there wasn't a 20 missing no travis scott look at that impressive yeah. so meanwhile but i asked ramses i said you know this car do you want my detailer's phone number because this car is really perfect and it would be a shame for this car to get degraded and then ramsey <laughs> says to me well he wraps all his cars in brown wrap um like this like kind of i don't know dr pepper color this like this uh, bronzy dr pepper <laughs> color and um and uh, <clears throat> for a second i thought he's gonna wrap the car and he says, yeah, he goes, but it protects the paint, mm -hmm. except for the fact we've seen people peel off like a whole hood worth of paint right, when, right. They, when, they when, wrap. when they unwrap it. So yep. I started to, like, think for a second, I'm not going to sell this guy the car. You know, he's going to fuck this car up. Right. But then, you know, and then I thought about it. Well, you know, you, you know, it's the old story about, like, look what you did to my car and look what you did to my money. Right. Remember that? Like, Billy Joel and Jerry Seinfeld. Yes. Yeah. Look what I, he did to his house. Yeah. What did you do with my money? I, right. Look what you did to my money. <laughs> <laughs> Great. The greatest line. but It's the greatest. Um, so I'm just thinking, fuck, motherfucker, he's going to wrap the car. Okay. But you know what? It made me kind of sick, and it really kind of depressed me. But but that's not where it ended, as you know, because because it didn't get wrapped. No, it didn't get wrapped. No. At all. <clears throat> so where do you catch up with the car? 
when it's in its final incarnation, right? When it, it's on a billboard <laughs> on Sunset Boulevard, right. having been sent first to West Coast Classics. Oh, where they, West Coast Customs. West Coast Customs, where they molested, like molested the fucking car. They painted it crazy fucking colors. Paint, mind you, not rap. Painted <clears throat> it. All this Cactus Jack shit. What is this Cactus Jack? It's like his brand or his it's moniker. A, it's, I think it's the name of his tour. Right. Right? The Cactus Jack tour. I don't know. I'll and, ask my kids. And there they, it is right here. And then they put <clears> on <throat> there the it vehicle. Is. We'll have to post this on the same. That's going to be our post for this podcast, okay? Yeah, yeah. And and we'll so they painted it crazy fucking colors, and then they put all of these rally lights on the front. They completely fucked a perfect car. They could have taken a car with 130,000 miles and done this. They put a uh, <clears throat> Texaco sticker on it, a Continental sticker. It's paint, brother. Uh, records and tapes, the number two and A. It looks pretty cool. Some Japanese script. It says Cactus Jack across <laughs> the windshield. <laughs> the light formation uh, is like nothing I've ever seen off the front, they the way cut, they're kind of stacked. They caught the hood up, and then they installed all the rally lights <laughs> on the front. Well, I, I guess money was no <clears throat> object, right? Like It's like, okay. No, they hip-hopped your car. I mean- I showed my kids this car and my boys, and they loved it. They thought they they loved what he did with your car. <laughs> I mean, this is just a cultural thing. I think for us, we're old preservation guys. This guy is an artist, and he did something. Where this is how we started the po- podcast: Art, artists and money and being artistic. And Travis Scott is was Travis Scott. You got your money, and and it, all is right with the world. So he's going to destroy the car, it's, and I'm going to destroy his money. Then yeah, then, yeah, and then everything's equal. I would guess his fans really, really love this. Is there already? Look at that. Hold on. Look, look at this, Zuckerman. There is already a Hot Wheels model of your car in Fuck the Travis me. Scott. Look at that. Are you kidding me? That's it. They made a Hot Wheels. They must be selling a Hot Wheels version of the car. Eric from EHG, Eric Keller is going to hang himself. He's going to be beside himself. I predict like a seven-day drunk is going to happen over this car. This car was like in his private collection. He didn't want to sell it, and and he sold it to me because he always felt I was going to be the proper custodian for the car and that if ever came time to sell it, it would go to him. Instead, I gave it to this guy, and the guy did what he did. And... The Hot Wheels version of the car is already sold out. <laughs> I can't get it. I was just going to order it for you. It's it's already sold out, Zuckerman. I don't know. This is kind of cool. Do you think so? I Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't have the same love and passion for BMWs that you have, so I don't I can't really reference the emotion, but I like I like it. It's interesting to me. Okay, let's And it's and it's and it's cool and it, you know, and it works. And there's a Hot Wheels. It's a it's a fun story. It's a funny car story. It is a funny car story, but you could appreciate it. Like, and I like, like Travis Scott's music. Well, let's say somebody took, you know, one of your, your the cars like the that you really The 82 Or let's say, say yeah, the but blue no, one that Jerry. I, okay, but that was. That was Travis he, Scott it? He did a Travis Scott on it. A mild Scott. <laughs> My, he did a mild Scott. Uh, he should have went the whole go, way. He should have even do a full Scott. But let's say somebody took, like, your that really low mileage, uh, your, your green. 
with yeah, 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 green 70, 70 yes, and oh then did like a crazy that would safari. Be really, that would be a shame. Yeah. yeah, somebody, and then they did a safari hack yeah, on it. Yeah, 10,000 mile green 70S. Yeah. And they hacked it up and made a safari uh, a clown car out of it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how much money did I get for it. <laughs> <laughs> I might be able to look past that. Yes. Let's try, let's see if we can track down the Hot Wheels. I'm going to see if I can find that today. I'll have my minions start looking because that should be on your desk, Zuckerman. That's a pro- Did you ever think <laughs> you'd no, be I living didn't. in Hollywood, getting a suitcase full of twenties and a BMW, that handing it over to a rap star? Ferris, and- if you saw me in August of 1982 <laughs> arriving from. Long Island. <laughs> Didn't, that's California. when we graduated high school. Yes, you no, left after high school yes, to come out here? To come out here, right. I was just a Long Island dirtbag with a denim jacket you still and long are, but hair. Continue. Yes. And uh and no hair. And all I you know, my greatest skill was hanging out in front of the delicatessen and getting guys to buy six packs <laughs> for me. I had <laughs> I didn't have anything. I didn't even have potential. It was much, fun doing that, wasn't yeah, it? How, it, it? The funny time was when the guy, you know, it, and it was always awful if you were that guy because we gave him the exact change in like quarters, pennies, and yeah, dimes. Yeah. And 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 I still remember to this day we you know we we wanted Michelob. That was kind of a good Michelob beer. Michelob was the great beer. Yeah, right. we were, we were we were stretching, and he walked out of the deli, walked right past us, and turned around and said, "Thanks for the beer, Dick boys." <laughs> <laughs> that happened, and then and then we, we liked like, Miller Lights in the bottles. Remember yeah, they used to sell Miller Lights small bottles. Yeah, they, they, which yeah, was eight, you got an eight pack. Remember? Eight, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That That's was an what eight we liked. pack of the of the ponies. We called. Yeah, right. They were like eight ounces. Why was it? I was thinking about this. Why? Why did we have the ability? Like I had the ability to drink a case of beer in high school. I could drink the whole case myself in a night. <laughs> And by the way, that, and, right? And only pee one time. Yeah, <laughs> I know. What was that? How did? How were we able to do that? Well, look where it took us. Okay, so <laughs> we weren't able to do that. It was the start of a bad relationship. <laughs> no, I had a great relationship with it. I always ended up in a golf cart, driving around somebody's golf course and tearing up. You know, it's small town life. You get away with a lot more in small town life, I think, or used to. We did. I mean. Uh, yes, we we certainly did. So, right. you know, yes, it, it's a great thing. Here I am at this table all these years later. I've got some rapper's money. I have a little credibility with my kids over this. Um, <laughs> That'll fade. Yes, yes, of course. And, uh, and so, yes, it's a... And we're no closer to the Jenner family. But no, no nope. closer. Nor do I really want to be, but that's... Maybe you do. I don't. I don't. I, I respect them. I think oh, they, I respect they've made them. a lot of money and... I respect that. I just don't want to be with them. <clears throat> I think we're actually pursuing one of them for some show where we've got going on. Really? Um, yeah. But, you know, there's a lot going on at Hangar 56 that I don't know what's happening. But uh, I don't know. You're busy. You're very busy. And but very... she could be very additive, one of them, to this project we're doing over there. We'll see if it works out. But they're, at this point, you know. They're they're loaded. They did it. They they made a ton. It's Whatever you want to say about them, they made a ton of money. The mother is and a they fucking got a genius. Yeah. I wouldn't say that, but she's she's really good at marketing. A genius at money. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's a genius think they, at making do you, money. So do you think Travis Scott, let's go back just to the money. How do you think he put that, that, that suitcase full of 20s together? Do you think he went to the bank and said, give me 20s? Do you think he has a money counting basement? I think he has a money counting basement. I think that, and do you and, think that money just comes from the door performing? Yes, or from uh, from merchandise like, you know, sneakers or- But uh, who pays in 20s, right? I mean, I was a bartender. You get paid with twenties, fives, and you know, 
if you're a stripper, you come home with a lot of ones and fives, right? I would imagine that's the door when he's performing, right? Be. Maybe they're handing off it, a suitcase of cash be. to I, him, right? And I also hear that he he has some good merchandise deals with, say, Nike, right? Right. But and that wouldn't mean cash, right? It would. It could, yes. I don't know. Uh, that seems like money transfers and everything else. Well, this just... seems like the road. Like any of those old musicians I met on Night Music with David Sanborn, these uh, they they had uh, a roll of money in their sock from the performance, and then they had a little thirty eight in the other sock. Little Milton, those guys. <clears throat> That's what life on the road was like. You just take the cash, you roll it into your sock, and put the gun in the other sock so no one takes the money. You know, <clears throat> I wonder if people listening to this, you know, if they... It, that's something that happened in your lifetime, and and you and that you were a young guy when that happened, right? When yeah, you saw yeah. this stuff, yeah. And your kids are never going to see anything like that. What you might as well be talking cowboys and Indians, right? Like little Milton with a gun in the <clears> sock <throat> and a roll and a roll <laughs> no. of money. Kids are never going to no. see that. Miles again. Davis dropping his trumpet, right. and then me being asked to leave the room until he picks it up and come back and pretend I didn't see what I saw. <laughs> that was fun. <clears throat> Me and Eric Clapton in a little closet uh, with an open window looking at the Fashion Institute of Technology girls change who use their windows as mirrors. <laughs> and it was just like 50, just 50 girls changing at night while we were all supposed to be in rehearsing the show. <laughs> was he humming? Was he, was he musical at that moment? Uh, no, we were all quiet. <laughs> In fact, the producer of the show said, uh, he goes, uh, that, I was an intern, I think, and he said, uh, he goes, oh, Spike, uh, let us know when the girls are changing and then we'll go, I want to show Eric. <laughs> <laughs> so I walked into a live performance and then say, hey, it's happening. <laughs> and then you all crowd. <laughs> we all just crowd into this tiny closet. That was a different kind of Me Too movement, <laughs> moment. Let me in. Me Too. It's not a Me Too. Yeah, me let too. me in too. It was just this funny thing, you know, one of the funny little things that happened in New York. And uh, it was charming. It was good times, that show. Night Music with David Sanborn. We did two years of it. Uh, delight. Met a lot of really interesting musicians there. But, of course, my favorite Ferriston moment yes. is you having lunch with Larry Fine's sister. It could be the greatest moment of my life. The greatest moment. Lila of Fine. <laughs> <laughs> who looks just like Larry from the Three Stooges, who talks just like Larry, but has long hair and boobs. <laughs> And uh, married, what a weird experience! And married to the sound effect guy who did the sound effects in the movies. It was great. My friend Eddie Gordetsky, who uh, was a writer on Saturday Night Live, now runs Mom, works with Chuck Lorre, who you huh. know. He he's the one who arranged it, and he pitched it like that. He goes, "I am going to take you to the greatest lunch of your life. <laughs> <laughs> just meet me at this restaurant, and I will." And I go, "What are you doing?" And he goes, "Just trust me. This will be the greatest lunch of your life." And we were outside the restaurant. He said, "Guess where we're who we're going to meet right now?" He goes, "Larry from the Three Stooges sister." <laughs> and I hugged him. I said, "Thank you." <laughs> you hugged him. <laughs> I said, "Thank you for this." <laughs> You, this, you are bridging. You, you just had a bridge moment between old Hollywood and, and modern Hollywood. And you should have been. You should have told. You should tell. It was great. You should tell when you see Russell. You should tell him about that. I I would, except my interview with him has already happened in this sequence of how we record this podcast. Ah. But uh, I will tell you, those New York days, when uh, when I was interning under Eddie, he, we had this Friday night movie club in Times Square that Penn would be there, of Penn and Teller, right. 
a bunch of wild comedians and comedy writers and me, like the little 22-year-old kid. And every Friday night, we'd go to Howard Johnson's and eat and then go to the midnight preview of whatever movie was playing, usually something silly. And we would all sit in the front row, and there were all these funny little customs that we would have. So in the movie, if they said the title, everybody would applaud politely. But there'd be 20 of us in this front row. Billy West, who did voices for WBCN and now does a bunch of cartoon voices. It was a really charming uh, part of my uh, career. It was just, it just, just being that wide-eyed getting, kid. Yeah, you got no up. money. You're like hanging out with these super funny people, and they're doing silly things. It was just great. Tell me about the time you went to a bachelor party with that news guy. That news guy? Who? Dan Rather. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) No, that was was, uh, Corky Ramirez, who was the stage manager for Letterman's. He was getting married. And Dave just comes down. He goes, come on, guys. We're uh, we're taking Corky out for a bachelor party. It was like a a Thursday afternoon (laughs) at uh, Studio 54, which was now Studio 54, the strip joint. And, And so we all walked over there, and we got drinks, and we were sitting at the edge of the stage. And I'm sitting next to Dan Rather. There were only like <laughs> 10 of us. And of course, Dave buys Dan Rather a lap dance. <laughs> this very attractive woman. And and what surprised me was Dan Rather did not decline it. He said, come on, baby. And <laughs> she got on top of him and I got to watch that. And I thought, again, another wonderful moment in my life. I never thought I would get to see this. Yes, of course, the world's most serious newscaster. <laughs> and, I, and I like your description. Well, he's not serious. He's got a great sense of humor and it was funny. And he, you know, it was charming in a way. Yeah. Well, you made me laugh because you said like in TV land or wherever you were filming, like you guys are the comedy guys, you, a lot of you together. And Dan would be on his set all by himself. Yeah, so when, yeah, he would be. It all was lonely. odd. We'd go over to 57th Street if we had to shoot something with him, and he'd be this guy kind of standing in the middle of the news set by himself. They're all like that. There's nobody on the floor. They're just by themselves. And he was a little wackier than most. Uh, he liked train songs and trains, and <laughs> he always seemed really happy Choo-choo, to have Charlie. A, yeah, like he always seemed really happy to have a visitor. Yes, like the dentist. <laughs> Please. I'm, you know how they say dentists have the highest suicide rate. Yeah. Know? no, Lonely he, and ready to kill themselves. He seemed really happy. He's a, he's a great guy. Sitting he's still, he's still out there doing it. He's still out there on Twitter. He's still out there giving us perspective and is, you know, super smart. Would, and you, uh, would you please tweet him and say you'd like to relive that moment at the strip bar? You'd like to go with him? Buy him a lap dance? I, w- I would think our listeners are pretty surprised that Dan Rather was getting <laughs> getting lap dances, and I'll bet they like him for it, right? Of course. Who, it humanizes him. And it's classic it Dave. Him, it, classic it, Dave. Dave loves to provide super funny moments out of nowhere, right? It's simple as like eating a fork full of relish and going, hey, look, I'm eating relish, or buying uh, Dan Rather a lap dance. <laughs> He's always on. It was funny. Good times. Anyway, we have Russell Peters coming up here. Zuckerman, I know you have to get off to work. Yep. All right. Uh, we'll be right back with more Spikes Car Radio. So how do you know your motor oil is good enough to protect your engine? Well, guess what? You don't, but one brand does. They literally go the extra mile with everything. I'm talking about our friends at Valvoline. That's right. Valvoline is the only motor oil brand in the world with an engine lab completely dedicated to testing motor oil. They take their products and their competitors, I might add, and they run them through the gauntlet. You hear that, Zuckerman? I'm talking thousands and thousands of miles. Then their engineers and technicians drink that oil. No, they don't. They take those engines apart piece by piece and evaluate exactly what happened. Was there carbon buildup? How did the seals hold up? Did the engine perform like it was supposed to? And most importantly, 
were the critical engine components protected. So when Valvoline is formulating oil for your engine, they know exactly how it performs and what protects it best. They've seen the results firsthand. It's why I trust Valvoline in my cars, in my motorcycles, in my mini bike. And it's why Valvoline has been trusted for more than 150 years. Head over to Valvoline.com slash spike to see what product is right for your engine. You're listening to Spike's Car Radio. Is that your team? Look, there they are. my brother. <clears throat> wow, look at him. Is he your publicist? No, he's my manager. Oh, he's your manager. He's got the good hair in the family. <laughs> and I've got this. You're listening to Russell Peters here. We're talking about his brother. Is that what you're here promoting? I'm here promoting my brother. He's, uh, he's got a new special. <laughs> What's his I, special? I am the special. <laughs> you have a new special called Deported on uh, Amazon. I watched it. Hugely funny. It's out right now, right? That's obviously it's how out. I watched it's it, out. right? Yeah, I would hope that's how you watch it. Sorry uh, for yawning, Spike. This is okay. It's early in the morning here. Um, Russell Peters takes his culturally comedic roadshow to the land of his ancestors, Mumbai. Am I pronouncing that right? India for yeah. an evening that's as informative. You can just say Bombay if you want. <laughs> as it is, is it one of those cities with two names? Well, like no. Ho it, used Chi Minh. Bom- it used to be Bombay, and then it became Mumbai. Saigon and Ho Chi Minh City are yeah. two. Yeah, it's the same type of deal. Except if you say the wrong one. They You're, get offended. Yes. In uh, in Bombay, they don't. They don't. Okay. They're like, eh, whatever. <laughs> Either or. In it, you reflect on your uh, your own immigrant uh, lineage and prove why he's more than one in $1.3 billion. Spike, try not to sound like you're reading it. I am reading it right <laughs> off right off the thing. I, I just want to get right into it. Um, the same guy who watched it. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes. Let me let me re- read what I watched. Um, why did you pick Why did you pick uh, Bombay? Um, it was my 30th uh, year of doing stand-up, and I figured, you know, I made a lot of jokes about being Indian over the years, <laughs> and uh, I wanted the people, of, the good people of India to know that it's all been done out of love. Right. So I figured what better way to commemorate it. I had to shoot a special anyway, so. But do, do you worry that there'll be a language barrier, no. that you're going to get a good audience? No. I mean, I, I've performed there many times. You so have. Right. I already so know, you know what they're capable of and how great they can be, so. Wow. I decided I'd do it there, and I know that the rest of the uh, streaming networks all wanted to play for that part of the world, and I mm-hmm. figured, let's give it a shot and see what happens. Yeah. What What are some of the uh, technical issues you face when you're doing a, a stand-up comedy hour in uh, Bombay? Well, for me, I mean, <clears throat> I heard... Sorry for yawning, so I spoke. What did you do last night? Not, I... I I flew in yesterday from Tampa. I had shows in ah, Florida a week ago. So I didn't sleep. And I then see. I slept last night. And then right. I woke up early to come out and start doing this stuff. Right, right. This is unnecessarily early. Even I know you don't want to be here this early. I right? do like doing this early. Do you really? Yeah, I like getting right into it Monday morning. This isn't my real job. <laughs> no, I know. But, you know. <laughs> so I like to do one of these, and then I go do my real job. And today, I have to bookend my day. I've got to do this, and then I'm going to Matt Ferris thing. And I've got to find some time in the middle of the day to do actual work, right? You're very jobby. Yeah. Well, you're off to a bunch of places. Where are you going? Oh, I don't know. I got a bunch of promotion, I'm, right? Yeah. And I'm like, uh, it's already out. <laughs> Just <laughs> no, go watch it. I know, but there's not a big premiere date anymore. It's like you have to alert people that it's on their television, right? Yeah. I, you know, it's funny as I went to go watch it, and then I realized I don't know what my login is for for, for <laughs> right. Amazon Prime. <laughs> yes. No, and and 
I watch, uh, we just had Kevin Pollack in. Oh, nice. Who's on that marvelous Mrs. Meisel show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I had to go get find your show. When I saw that you were coming on, I was like, oh, yeah, look, there it is. And you scroll down, and there it is. Yeah. Like, we're lazy as a culture. We don't even want to scroll through our menus. Yeah, it's like, it's like yeah, there's no, there's no <laughs> right? way of, like, there's no easier way of giving it to somebody. Like, yes. Even if you give them a DVD, then they're like, oh, I got to get a DVD player out, you know, right. whatever. This works. This will work. People- yeah, I mean, it's it, it, it's showing you how exactly lazy we can be. Because once it asked me for a, a login, I was like, ah, oh, forget it. Right. I'm not, I'm not creating a whole new thing because I know I'm going to forget it. Exactly. I don't want to try anything. I don't and then wanna... I'll have to negate what I did before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the special's great. I want to talk more about that, but let's talk about cars because uh, I know you're a car and you're a watch guy. And as, I happened to and, just get a new car yesterday. And you, uh, you were one of the very first guests on our podcast. We thank you for that for I coming on early when fun. when we were nobody. And here's what I here's what I remember. You seem to be a little kind of uh, just indifferent towards everything. Like you'd had everything you have the ability to buy anything and you were getting a little kind of indifferent am i right yeah you are you are (laughs) and so where are you at right now let's start with cars okay how are you feeling about cars right now uh i I think i'm still a little indifferent now it's kind of now i'm at this (laughs) i'm at this place now where it's like um you know i think i've had every car that i've ever wanted Mm -hmm. for the most part okay very lucky very fortunate very 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 lucky and uh i've decided that uh uh, I'm just going back to things that I really liked and that I got rid of because, for whatever reason, something else new and shiny came out. <laughs> right. And uh, and I was like, oh, those were the wrong moves. And uh, yesterday, I just picked up the brand new 2020 uh, Audi S8. Oh, there you I've go. I've been waiting for that redesign for yes, a long time. So it's a I'm beautiful very happy car. To, yeah, oh, my God, yeah. What color did you do? I, I, I didn't order it, so I just took what they had. Mm-hmm. I got a silver mm-hmm. with a cognac interior. Wow. That's yeah. a nice car. Yeah. I thought the Audis at the LA Auto Show were beautiful. I thought they were the best uh, yeah, of anything. Always... They just had beautiful colors and beautiful designs. Yeah, they. And let me tell you something. I bought, <clears throat> I had the 2007 S8, mm-hmm. and that was with the Lamborghini engine in it, the V10. And then I had the redesign in 2013, and that was an amazing car. Wow. And then I just got this one, and I'm, and I'm, I, I mean, I got it last night. I haven't really driven it yet. <laughs> Are you in it today? No, we got a driver. And oh, I was kind of bummed about that. I'm like, damn it. I could have driven myself around in this thing. Yeah, why not? You're in charge. Can't you just tell everybody? You know, the, then I got to worry about parking and, you know, and I don't trust this driver with my brand new car. Or yeah, that's a rim true. or something. Yeah, you know? yeah. It will happen. It'll it will happen. definitely happen. It it, it's always the dumb, annoying things that'll happen. Yes. And you don't want to be thinking about that while you're doing press. Yeah, he, he, won't, be, he won't get into an accident. He's just like. You know, hit a curb and like, ah, oh, you son of a bitch. It's fine. Here you go. Yeah, but don't you have car people that fix those things? I do have a guy that comes to the house, but why would you want to do that? I, I Do you have a windshield guy? I do. I have a guy for everything at this point. Oh, well, good. I need one. <laughs> there's I gotta, a guy. I gotta... In fact, there's the guy guy. Mm-hmm. I have a guy guy. A so, guy named Guy? or a, No, a guy that will find the other guys. Oh, you got Guy Guys. Guy Guys. Nice. So you call that guy and you go, I need a windshield guy. He goes, I got the guy. You got the guy. <laughs> yeah. I, I need a guy. Why? Uh, I got a Lamborghini Urus. Oh, you do? A, and I got a stone chip. Ah. And it was a bad one. It was like a like we're driving to Vegas and felt like, I thought somebody shot at the car. Really? And whack. I was like, oh my God. Now that's a great truck. I that's, like that thing. I love it. Right? What color is that? Yellow? Yellow. <laughs> that's you that's, driving around? That's me, buddy. I think I've seen you. Isn't that one of the greatest little creations 
It is, but you know what? I don't think it works in other colors. Um, <clears throat> I like it in the blue. The, the, the blue, yeah. blue. So it's got to be the blue, the yellow, or mm-hmm. the red. Right. Maybe the white. Yes. But the black <clears throat> and the gray don't work for me. They just look like Audis. Well, yeah, they are. And yeah. also, they you're, you're not really enjoying the personality of the car unless you give it a big, bright color yeah, like that. Yeah, and I wanted the, I got the big, my daughter calls it the bumblebee. It's it's superbly fast and usable at the same time, yeah. right? It's great. It's comfortable. I, I drive to Vegas in that thing. It feels great. Get Is them. it your only uh, SUV? I mean, Lamborghini. No, no um, I, I have the 2020 uh, or 2019 uh, Lincoln Navigator. Okay, but I meant a Lamborghini, though. Oh, yeah, my, it's my only Lamborghini. Isn't it perfect as your only Lamborghini? Because it yeah. has the Lamborghini interior, so you feel like you're getting the experience, yet yeah. it's got the SUV usage of a dad yep. or a guy driving to Vegas with his friends. Yeah. It's, it's such a perfect creation. And then you get the yellow color to say, hey, look, <laughs> look, I want you guys to know I could get a sports car, but I have also got a family. Yes. you know, It's a safety color. Yeah. I have no problem with the yellow. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think that's an amazing You don't have people looking over at you, giving you uh No, I always get the thumbs up. Hey, yeah. Right, right? Yeah. Yeah. That only happens here in L.A. You take it out of L.A., you're in trouble. Oh, yeah, Maybe you're a Vegas, scumbag you're anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> this douchebag. What does he think he is? So, so you've got those cars. Anything old? Are you driving any old cars? No, no, I'm not. I, I, you know what it is? I don't know enough about cars if something goes wrong. But yeah, And you when can... you have old cars... Things go wrong, but you know all of us. I know, but I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm. Hey, Spike, it's Russell. Um, <laughs> the text. Um, what does this mean? It means you ran out of gas. Oh, okay. Thank you. No, you'll say I need this, and I'll put you in touch with my guy. You got a guy with that? Yeah, and that's part of the fun. The windshield is expensive as hell for this car. I'll bet. Let me guess. Okay, hold on. So it's got some electronics in there. That's BMW. I'm going to extrapolate up. I'm going to say fifty-two hundred. No, no, it's not that. <laughs> My wife's BMW windshield was thirty eight hundred to replace. Really? Yes. Which BMW? Just a five series i performance. Wow. Yeah. I've got a twenty twenty uh seven fifty as well. Well what is the price of the windshield replacement? It's twenty eight hundred bucks or something. Who's doing it? I don't know. It can't be Lamborghini. You gotta watch it's out Lamborghini. for this. It's Lamborghini. Okay, that's good. Yeah. The insurance companies My insurance deductible's five thousand. I'm like, ah, come on. But a lot a lot of the time they have the windshield clause in there where you get a free windshield. Really? And then what they do, here's the flim flam. They send over uh Safe Light, right? Mm-hmm. My insurance company bought Safe Light. So they right. send over a guy in a van, they go, Here you go, and they hand you a piece of glass that they put in. <laughs> They go, by the way, none of the electronics that your old windshield did, they're not going to work. We don't oh. have that kind of windshield. This oh. is just glass. Yeah, they got your Dave's house of windshields. No, it's the insurance company, yeah. yeah. And that's what they're doing. And then that's how they rip you up. You have to decline it. You have to say, get the fuck out of here. I want my BMW windshield. And then you have to get Zuckerman on the phone, who's not here, a uh, lawyer, and yell oh, at I them. I Zuckerman. Zuckerman's around. And you get them the yell, and then they give you the actual windshield, which is $3,800, when full functionality. Mm. So be careful. Make sure that you get well, full functionality. Well, I was going to do the uh, proper through, through Lambo. That's good. Well, that's or good. I was going to go to Lambo or Audi because it's the same car. Right, right. What do you think about that new RSQ8? Um, Have you I don't seen it? No, haven't seen it, haven't oh driven God, it. It's beautiful. Yeah. I saw Should the regular. Have a look at that thing. You want me to pull it up right now? Yeah, it's I've really. Got all it, my it's going to give the Lambo a run for its money. Because it's for guys who like want to save a hundred grand <laughs> and, <laughs> and get the exact same car and don't want to own a Lamborghini. Hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know. <clears throat> it is the exact same car. It is. We saw a Q8 yesterday in the old uh, hardware store. No, no, lot. the RS Q8. They've changed. You know, I know, you know but it, but you, I could see the Lamborghini in the regular Q8. I could see it sitting there, and I just, if you're gonna go, do it. Just do it. The Urus, however you pronounce it, Urus, 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 urine. Yeah. <laughs> just do it. Just go the whole way. Don't hedge. Don't hedge. Uh, what about watches? Uh, what did I wear today? I wore did you Panda. tell that? Did you come? Did you tell that story? So you have the white Daytona. Yes. The you're Panda. still in. They're still in all of these uh, Rolexes, huh? I know. Did you tell the story on the podcast about the prince who was buying you all the watches? Yes. It wasn't even the prince. It was one of his friends. <laughs> one you of, told that story, yeah, right? Yeah, Is that still friends. happening? You know what? I Where was, Middle Eastern royalty invites you out and that just was in Saudi Arabia. And I've subsequently found out that I am now barred from Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Why? Uh, I guess I told the story too much. Really? Yeah, I found out he's not welcome in our in, in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia anymore. I'm like, what? What did I do? Wow. I said nice things. <clears throat> yeah. I had a great time. Why am I getting punished Does for having a good I, time? I'm on some sort of list as well. Are you? I'm on a list now. <laughs> and it actually hurt my feelings. Yeah. It. Well, I mean, you know, Saudi Arabia these days, and they're killing journalists and stuff. I mean, do you, does I mean, it really one, matter that you're getting one guy? <laughs> does it really matter you're getting banned by no. Saudi Arabia? They're into some bad shit. Didn't they just uh, hack Jeff Bezos in his phone? That's what, I think that's what, is, what they're finding out things now. Yeah, yeah. And I guess I suppose this is working out in my favor. <laughs> I think so. I think if it, you know, you tell it's that a better story for me to be like I was not allowed to go there no more. Right, right. Uh, then, then ah, uh, oh, I just don't bother. No, you look good that you're banned from them. Yeah, I guess right? it's. I'm gonna. We're gonna flip this. It's like saying Putin is like I'm banned from good. Yeah, yeah these are our enemies yeah. now. They're starting to be our enemies. Apparently, Kim Jong Un doesn't like me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that hasn't happened anymore. So how big is your watch collection? Uh, I, I I think I've shrunk it down a little bit. I uh, gave a couple away, maybe, and wow, Elvis sold one, and really, yeah, you know, who do you give watches to? It's like friends that are like. You know, I kind of look at them and go, I, I like have some old Breitlings. I'm like, you look like you need a Breitling <laughs> because this is not worth anything to sell. And I'd rather give it to you than take a hit from some store. <laughs> yes. That's a depressing moment, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. You're like, here's a nice Bentley by, by Breitling. <laughs> <laughs> you know who's uh, who's collecting more Breitlings than he needs is Seinfeld. <laughs> Is he really? <laughs> we were talking about it yesterday. Why is he buying Breitlings? I don't. I don't know. It's they because, don't even match a Porsche. <laughs> look, I like Breitlings, and and Breitlings are very. You know, they call to you when you see them. There mm -hmm. are many, many beautiful designs, but there are also many, many watches that they're putting out every oh, yeah. year. There's yeah. 80 different kinds of good-looking Breitlings, right? Which is why they end up not being worth anything. Right. Yet you walk by the window and you see the new one, and you go, yeah. eh, I'll, I'll get that. Yeah, right? The colors, the price, everything. You're like, that's not yeah. a bad price. I'm wearing a, a rose gold uh, Navitimer from right Crown & Caliber. Uh, a... I've got my Rolex Daytona. Hi, look at I'm this. You're in the opposite You're of white. white. That's right. I you are black and I'm white. This is the <laughs> story of my life. <laughs> but, um, you know, and it looks good. It's a great watch. I just, I, would, I, I wouldn't get too heavy in a Breitlings because of the value. And I like the brand. Yeah, I mean, I bought, you know, when I first started making money, the first thing I bought was a Breitling with a diamond bezel. Right. And I was like, oh, my God. And I think it was like uh, $11,000 or something. Right. And someone was like, what time is it? I go, it's 11,000 o'clock. <laughs> 
And now you realize, <laughs> oh, what a dick. <laughs> and that watch is worth what right now? I don't know. I gave it to my old boxing coach. There you go. It's 80 bucks. Maybe. Maybe. They're like the Mercedes of watches, right? They start off pretty expensive, yeah, they, but then like, they just... Yeah, you got an S63. <laughs> you buy one in 2014, you're like, 220000 Then you look at it in 2018, mm-hmm. 40000 What happened to this car? We like to talk about that. They have one watch that has a big button on it, like the emergency watch. Oh, yeah, yeah, with the beacon. <clears throat> with the beacon, right? Mm. And uh, and Jerry has one of those, and we were going through the manual and, 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 and thinking, all right, well, one thing, if you if you set off the beacon by mistake, you're going to have to pay for what whoever responds. Yes, but yes. then we're wondering, who is responding? <laughs> who did yeah. Brightland hire to, to monitor these yeah. phone calls? What, right? if got, what if it has no reception? <laughs> you know, it does. It'll go anywhere. Yeah. But who are the who are the rumdums that are sitting in a shack somewhere waiting for a, a Brightland beacon you, to go you up? You guys hear that? <laughs> is that is that a Brightland? <laughs> right, right. I want to know if anybody's ever been rescued by their Brightling rescue. It watch. has. Um, really? Yeah. There was a. Uh, a little girl, she was uh, a little girl. She was like thirteen, fourteen. She had one, and of she these? was she was trying to cross the ocean. Remember? Do you remember this? No. She was trying to be the first young yes. girl that was trying to cross this the Atlantic Greta Ocean. Thunberg, or that girl, one of those types. Yes. And uh, and she got stranded at sea, and she hit the beacon, and it worked. It worked. The rum dumbs rescued. Yeah, her. but I mean, you already knew they were watching. Her. You know I mean? <laughs> right, like, right. It wasn't like Jethro <clears throat> showed up in a tugboat. Hey, you need help, little girl. <laughs> and it was like helicopters and dramatic. It was like a it was like a bad boys movie. <clears throat> so you're saying we should get these? You know, now that <clears throat> Seinfeld's wearing them. I'll do it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Whatever Look. it takes to get in comedians and cars, I'll do. <laughs> I don't know that. Um, I don't know that he cares about the value of those watches, and uh, I think he's even confused by the size of his brightly correct collection. Does he get like, the how did giant? That does he buy the giant face ones too? No, he likes Navitimers. Okay, they're beautiful. They're all beautiful oh, they're watches. Very nice watches. It's just how many. I think he might look at them like we look like. Look at Nike sneakers or a pair oh, of Levi's. Fair. Like, why not have a pair of Levi's to wear? Yeah, yeah. I, I buy. Yeah, I'm the same. <laughs> I have a trick with jeans now. I What's buy that? them at uh, American Eagle because they uh, they have all these different cuts and different styles. Yeah, and they all have stretch in them. Oh, they do. Levi's which is does very, too. I, well, some Levi's do. Yes, but they have a good stretch in the uh, right in the in the American Eagle ones, and I find them very comfortable. If you're just tuning in. You're hearing some real old man talk going That's on right. right now. Like my testicles are happy <laughs> right now. I'm sitting in jeans and I'm happy. We like. Uh, I'm watching your brother eat. What is he eating there? What does he Probably got? A breakfast sandwich. Oh, I asked for one as well. <laughs> He's eating both of them. I wouldn't be surprised. At the beginning of his day, stretch. You know, this stretch jeans are one of the greatest inventions yeah. for the old man, right? Stretch Don't, anything, right? Like well, they you, need to make more stretch suits. You talked about this in your stand-up. You said, you know, now you're fat. I don't, I'm looking across. You're not fat. Well, no, I ballooned up to 240, and now I'm down to 215. At that special? No, I had already lost weight. <clears throat> the special, I must have been around 220. You look great up there. Yeah, I must have been around 220-something, 222 maybe. But, but that, now I'm 215, so and I that's keep, you know. Why you like the stretch trance? I, I just like, you know, to know that <laughs> if I... I do indulge one day at the restaurant. What are you eating? I don't know. I I don't know what's going to bloat me nowadays. (laughs) It's it's a really shitty part of life right now. You're like, 
Is this? Is this not? I, lo- I used to love eating bread. What, right, right. You know, am I, I going to be bloated confusing. from the bread? Yes. Don't you How old the- are you? 50 this year. Oh, you're 50. Okay. Yeah, yeah well, you yeah, know. You're old, but you look young. I am old. How old yeah. are you now? I'm 55 now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still look childish. But anything, <laughs> and I will continue to die childish soon. You eat, uh, I find that if I have just one bad day, like the one night, like last night, mm-hmm. I'm just going to be ruined for the week. Right? Yeah, I, I'm... <clears throat> what do you like to do? Do you like to watch TV and eat food late at no, night? No, no. I, I, That's I, what I, I do. I've got this kind of figured out where I don't snack anymore. Okay. That's my big thing. I was snacking, and that's why I was gaining all this weight, too. What do you like to snack on? I don't know. I don't do it anymore. But what did you? I would like Doritos or any oh. kind of dumb shit that's around. Okay. Oh, is that chocolate? Let me have some chocolate. Is that donut? Okay. Let me have a donut. You know, every, <laughs> right. every dumb thing Anything. that was around. Anything. Like, okay. Oh, that's okay. We'll get that. It's just a little thing, you know. Yes. And uh, I would look at it. Everything's supposed to help my metabolism. It's not. It's not. <laughs> hey, you keep eating every two hours, right? Oh, oh, you have to eat healthy every two hours. Oh, that's that's a lot of work. You know? <laughs> right. So now yeah. I eat like maybe two or three times a day. It gets confusing because you're right. Now you're saying you used to hear, well, you know, wake up and eat, start your metabolism. And now you're hearing, no, you, you want to fast for 16 hours. Eat I whatever you want. Yeah. And what happened? Now. I do the fasting every day. The Does it work? Fasting. Oh, yeah, it's great. You don't even notice. Like, you, you don't get hungry like you think you're going to get hungry. Right. And then when you go to eat, you're like, man, I don't really feel like eating that much anyway. So you will have your last meal at what? Like 9 whenever. o'clock or 8 o'clock, whenever. Yeah, and whenever. then you'll go 16 hours. Yeah, easy. Wow. No it, coffee? It's easier on the road. I know I have the coffee in the morning. I don't have anything. Maybe water. That's about all I have. Right, right. <clears throat> but wow. on the road, it's easier because then, I'm, I, you know, it's, you do the show. I go to sleep. I wake up in the afternoon. I go eat breakfast. It's real easy. (laughs) But over here, it's a little more difficult. Do you still burn calories performing? I would hope so. I find that to be one of the best ways to lose weight is get in front of a camera or or Mm -hmm. do something like that, right? Well, I mean, I'm training jiu-jitsu every day, too. So What is that? Jiu-jitsu? Yeah. Brazilian jiu-jitsu? Yeah. Why? I just love it. I I really do love it. I'm addicted. Do you compete? I'm going to compete this year. Do you have a belt? I'm a blue belt with three stripes. Okay, and what does that mean? Does that put you mid-tier or yeah, toward a black just, belt? Uh, well, it goes white, blue, purple, brown, black. Because my son is blue with green stripes. Where? <laughs> In, In kara- what? Karate. Yeah, you want to get him into, you should get him into, uh, you probably get him into something that works. You might want to get him into jiu-jitsu. <laughs> <clears throat> You're saying, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> both of us are a mess, by the way, though. The air is just terrible yeah, here we're, in L.A. right now. <clears throat> this is how you know it's like a couple of old guys talking. It's not. I've, I I mean, yesterday we had some of the worst air quality in L.A. Uh, in a long time. There were warnings out. It was foggy out, and I don't know what the hell was yeah, going well, on. Yeah, well, that's what caused the problems yesterday. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was the right fog. behind my house. Oh, yeah, no, I know. We're One t- mile away. We're talking, obviously, that's Kobe Bryant. Yeah. That was uh, a pretty shocking moment for, I think, all of us. Oh, yeah. And was it foggy out there in the hill? It was foggy in the hill, yeah. The whole day? No, it cleared up shortly after that. But so that the, morning... That you know, crash that, happened in the morning. <clears throat> yeah, it happened at 10 in the morning. So you know, that's that marine layer, that's what they call it, right? I guess in Malibu they call it the marine layer, but right. I guess for us it's fog. Right, right. <clears throat> no, Because it, it's got the mountains and the valleys and all that, you know, the... It all sits unevenly. Right. Yeah. It, even in Brentwood, it was that bad. And um, boy, so that's probably what happened, huh? 
they got lost. Yeah, something happened. So whatever it was, it was bad. <clears throat> yeah, what was it? You know, we were, I had a, a birthday party to drive to that afternoon out in that direction with my kids in the car. And we saw, you know, all, you know, just stuck in traffic in the 101, all sorts of, a corner truck go by, which I had never seen before. Oh, with, wow. With a frigid air on the front of it, you know, mm. big white truck. Obviously, they were going there to the crash site. Um yeah, it was right. I could literally see the plume of smoke from my back, uh, really? from my back balcony. I was standing on my balcony because I could. I, I went to bed. I, I landed. Right, right. Landed at like nine fifteen in the morning from Florida. I didn't sleep. Yeah. So I got home at like ten fifteen, and then I got in bed, and then I feel the whole house shaking because a helicopter's flying over because it's going to the site. I would imagine. A helicopter flew over and it shook the whole house. What the hell's that? I yeah. The only time you hear that is when there's a fire. Cause you, right, you know, right, right. And I'm like, so I I put on the news and I see, oh, I'm like, oh, shit. And then I go to my balcony and I look out and I see the plume of smoke coming up. And I'm like, Ugh. oh, boy, this is horrible. I was following the story. I was <clears throat> working on my computer following the story just because it was uh, Malibu, right? Malibu, right. Calabas is going, well, if I drive out to Bill's. I got to know if uh, I get traffic reports. And it was saying there's this helicopter crash. I'm like, that's weird. Um, and then I was in the kitchen. It's such an odd thing. I was in the kitchen and CNN was just talking about it for a second. I'm like, that's odd that CNN is covering a helicopter, a local helicopter crash. That no one even knew if there were fatalities at that yeah. point. No, and then was, they no, announced. No, yeah, just, I just saw a helicopter crash. And then she got the news, this this newscaster, and then she looked shocked, and then she read it. And I couldn't believe how much it affected me. I was so shocked. Yeah, I'm not a basketball fan. Me neither. By any, by any stretch of the imagination. And, you know, when I heard it was Kobe Bryant, I was like, ah, that's, that's terrible. It was shocking. But then when I heard his daughter, I really got very upset. Yeah, you have daughters? Like, yeah, I have a daughter. So I was right, like, oh. right. I think uh, that was very shocking, but I couldn't believe how I got a chill when I heard it was Kobe Bryant. Yeah. And when she said 41 years old, I just went, oh, right? It just didn't seem real. No. It's an interesting moment when we, where we are when this news comes in. What is that? You know, where, you know exactly where you you were when JFK was assassinated. You know, what is that? 9-11, you remember where you were. Right. I got up early. I still went to do the gig that I thought I had that day. That's, I was so fucking broke. I'm like, I need this money. I got to work. And I got to the college that the gig was at, and they're like, sorry, man, the show's canceled because they had the big TV sitting in, yeah. the, in the in the cafeteria. I'm like, well, could somebody have told me? Because I, can I get money for the gas? Can I get money for parking? I, I'm broke, dude. <clears throat> That's unbelievable. I overslept. I had, I was extremely hungover that morning. Nice. And I was sleep. I slept through the whole thing until my uh, girlfriend, now wife, you? came running in in Hollywood. Oh, okay. Came running in and said, "We're under attack," and I went, "What?" And I still couldn't make sense of it. And, and like, then I'm I was drunk. And then I was stuck with uh, Louis C.K. Louis was spending the uh, the the weekend over at my house, so Hilarious. he was he couldn't get back to New York. So he and I went to eat uh, burritos and follow the story. And his wife had seen the whole thing, and she was traumatized. And, wow, you know. Quite uh, quite a day. We, but what had... is it? Does it make an impression on our brain, these moments? Yeah, they do. Because think of how much shit we forget. And then you think about it. They're, they're both connected by air. What do you mean? They're both aerial tragedies. Right. Yeah. Yes. Wow, look at that. Look at us. Look Put at your tinfoil hat on. Look at me connecting the dots. <laughs> oh, I got up. There's people already claiming that it's not real or it's an Illuminati uh, sacrifice. And Yeah, I don't know. I'm understand. like, come on, dude. Just, just let it go. <laughs> Yeah. It, Not everything's a conspiracy. Not everything. Well, why would you take Kobe Bryant out, yeah. of all people? What is that all about? Yeah, they were like, uh, they, uh, 
Because LeBron just passed his record the day before. Oh. Oh, I see. Yeah, right. Well, that could I mean, be that's true. the theory. I mean, it's a horrible theory. It's it's, it's just a horrible way People to think. People fucking crazy, when, when right? something like that happens. Like, give it a second, would you? Yeah. yeah. 9-11, I sort of understand some of the theories. I'm like, yeah, I get it. But... You know. But you know, like Building Seven, I'm like, I get it, I get it, I get, I get where you're going with this. I like or the moon it. landings. I get where you're going with this. <laughs> you know, these are these are worthwhile conspiracies. But here's what I, it's but like not a basketball player. Nobody puts the experiment out. Like, okay, look, you want to try to prove any of these things? I want you to come up with a crazy secret between you and three people and try to keep it for a year, <laughs> right? Oh yeah. And then you're not going to be able to because the only way to keep a secret between three people is to kill two people. And then you keep it yourself. That's the only way. Yeah. And even then it's For any safe. of these things, these broader conspiracies, I know we have to wrap up. I know you have to get going. But any of these theories, think of how many people would have to meet like hourly know, every week and then go, it, okay, you control this and we're going to build that. But when we're building it. For the moon one, I've heard some pretty good theories that were almost convincing, you know. Oh, they're, because they always have an element of truth. I call. Uh, I have the Austin Powers or James Bond theory, right? Right. Of uh, you know, the moment where the villain that has the table and the table opens up, and then the big uh, plastic thing comes up of the city and goes, "This is what we're going to do," and the bomb will come across. The, right, right. There's that demonstration of their scheme, right. right? I always like to think about. Well, let's talk about the contractor who built that. <laughs> Right? Yeah. How much work went into building that table yeah, yeah, yeah. and getting it exactly right? And I don't know, that building's not painted right and this finish isn't right. It, it These things can't happen. The shark tank in Austin Powers that yeah, pulls yeah, out, yeah, yeah. right? You'd have to have a contractor and you have to have a bunch of guys and the city would have to weigh in on it, right? So, some guy was like, hey, uh, I need more money to run off for the building. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're hiring people at Home Depot. Yeah. It, none of it could work. And that's why none of the conspiracies could work. The moon it, one I heard was that um, uh, that the people in the room were not in on it. They didn't know uh, that they were being duped. Oh, of course. They didn't know they were being duped. Yep. Right. They were well, using Stanley Kubrick's uh, <laughs> that's right. well, read, soundstage. Read The Irishman and you'll see that eventually all secrets come out. Anyway, it's so nice to have you here. I wish we could spend more time together. I wish we could, Spike. You're Russell one of the ones Peters. I wanted to do today. <laughs> Russell Peters has uh, a new special called Deported. It's awesome. He traveled all the way to Bombay, India. and uh, you on have, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. It's a fantastic audience, by the way. Those people love you over there. They're, they're wonderful to me. They look like there were a bunch of Americans, though, that, would, that had followed you over there, too. No. No? No, they just, they're very modern of, in India. People, I think people have this... Very weird misconception. Maybe about what I India have looks a weird like. misconception. That area, the drone shot at the beginning of the special—that's that's Bombay you're looking at. Yeah, it's beautiful, and I liked. Uh, I really appreciated that you worked the audience in the beginning. Always, that's my thing. <laughs> it it is? drives a lot of comics nuts. A lot of comic friends of mine, dude. Could you not talk to the fucking audience tonight? I go. That's just how I write. That's how I come up with. Yeah. Things. I, I'm, not, I'm not smart enough to sit in front of a computer and do this. And you connected the two people you spoke to. I like I to do that. It was really great. I like to I like to weave them all together. How many How many times did you shoot it and cut it together? Two two shows. That's it. But we only used one show. Wow! So that's the whole take of one show. Yeah. Well, congratulations, dude. It's well, awesome. Thank you, Spike. It's super funny. I you know people call you the uh, most famous comedian that nobody knows, it's right? True. I but I, but everybody I told that you were coming on the show knew exactly who you were. Yeah, I they think won't have time. me on their shows, but they know who I am. <laughs> I think you finally moved past that. I don't know. Anyway, that's all the time we have, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Spike's Car Radio.
Watch Russell Peters deported on Amazon Prime. It's awesome. Anything else you want to promote? No, I'm good, buddy. Don't, I'm don't happy bu- to see you. Okay, don't buy a Brightling. Don't buy a Brightling. Brightling, you know I love you. I, I, your beautiful watches, I don't need it. <laughs> we'll see you next week on Spikes Car Radio. Thanks for listening to Spikes Car Radio. Download new episodes every Wednesday on the Podcast One app or subscribe now at Apple Podcasts or PodcastOne.com. Podcast One has some exciting news. It's official. Our shows are now available on Spotify. And it's free. We want to make it super easy for you and your friends to listen to our podcasts. And joining Spotify allows us to be in even more places for fans to find us. If you're already listening to music on Spotify, you can now listen to our podcasts in the same place. If you're not on Spotify yet, all you have to do is download the free app. That's right. No credit card necessary. And simply search for our shows to start listening.